Welcome to High Ticket Woman, the podcast for Christian women who are relationship challenged, and they know that to make changes, it starts with them wanting more, expecting more, and becoming more. Here's your host, Debbie Cottle. Hey, ladies, welcome back. This is Debbie Cottle, your host for High Ticket Woman. Last time I invited you to be your own CEO and give yourself an honest evaluation of how well your life radiates high ticket woman qualities. And I covered four areas, four pillars, if we can call them that, of well-being. So today we're going to look at pillar number one, your relationship with God. So let's dive into that. Do you ever wonder just where God is? I mean, yeah, you believe in God, sure. But do you ever wonder if God believes in you? Or whether God cares about you? Or God thinks about you on a regular basis? Is he involved in your life? How much do you really matter to him? And does he matter to you? Or is he just this entity in heaven that, you know, is up there, but is not terribly relevant to you on a day-to-day basis? Well, there's a spectrum here, right, where where we might fall that goes on one side from God's completely irrelevant to me to the other end of the spectrum where you might have a deep devotion to God. And what I want to talk to you today is about how you as a high ticket woman and the qualities of you as a high ticket woman, they actually emanate from the kind of relationship ultimately that you have with God. So in other words, if you want to be a high ticket woman, it starts here. Why is that? Why is your relationship with God so important? Well, The reality is, is if you're a Christian woman, you believe on some level that the only true source for figuring out your life purpose is God, right? I mean, God's the only one who can really bring meaning to your life and to give you a reason for why you exist. God's the one who secures your ultimate future, the one beyond this lifetime, right? So when we think about being a high ticket woman, when we think about living our lives with our best and fullest intentions, when we think about finding that high ticket man or bringing out the high ticket qualities in the man we already have, another conversation for another day, the first person that we have to prioritize in our lives in order to do all of that is God. So let's just think about this for a moment. I mean, life is short. We know that. But isn't it what comes after this physical life that holds the most meaning for us? That's really what's truly significant? I mean, it should be, right? Because life actually is short, this life. So when you invest in your relationship with God, you're, you're laying a foundation for building that meaningful life to come. And you're trying to prepare for what's beyond but if you do that without God, you're, you're just spinning your wheels. 
you're not getting any traction. When we don't put God at the top or at the center, however you choose to, to envision it, okay, then your life is just ultimately empty. And while we can have fleeting moments of pleasure that bring us happiness, we're not really able to sustain that. But when God's at the top, his influences in our lives, it ripples out and it flows down. I like to think of this in terms of a pyramid, right? If God's at the top of your pyramid in terms of your priorities, then everything about him, who he is, what he does for you, it flows down and it touches and affects all your other relationships in a positive way. But what does having a relationship with God actually look like? I mean, you may have been a Christian your whole life, or you may be fairly new to Christianity, but either way, sometimes our relationship with God is sort of, it can be sort of stuck in this place of something we have to do because we know it's the right thing. But we also know that relationship maybe isn't exactly where it should be. And it can be difficult to know how to develop a personal relationship with God. Because knowing about God isn't the same as knowing God, knowing who he is. So what does it really mean to know God? <clears throat> well, I once read a really great analogy about the difference between really knowing God on a personal level versus just knowing about God. When you're getting to know a guy, a physical guy, romantically, and you know, maybe you've known this guy for a long time. You know a lot of things about him. You might know what he does for a living. You might know where he lives. You might have his contact information. Maybe you know some of his hobbies, things that he's interested in. Maybe you have mutual friends, okay? And maybe you're interested in him. You want to get to know him better, but you really don't know him that well yet. I mean, he's just an acquaintance. You've never had a deep conversation with him. You've never shared any personal things about yourself, and you certainly never heard him share anything personal about himself. You don't know what makes him happy or sad. You've never seen him super excited about anything. You've never seen him cry or get upset. You've never seen him get angry. You don't know his biggest hangups or the little quirks that you know he has in his personality. You don't know his pet peeves. You just know some basic things about him. But it's once you really begin to spend time with him, you start hanging out together and you start talking and having intimate conversation with each other that you become a whole lot more than acquaintances, don't you? Well, it's the same thing with getting to know God. When you get to know God, you develop that relationship just the way you would with a man. And the more time you spend with God, the more you know where God's coming from, who he is, what motivates God, where his heart is, what his character is, what drives him. And when you know what God's plan is for you, for everybody for that matter, the closer you feel to him. The, because that distance that once was there is getting smaller and smaller. The better you know him, the better you're able to recognize when he's actually talking to you. Just like in that analogy with the physical guy that you're getting to know romantically, 
and that man begins to become somebody distinctive to you, you recognize this voice. You recognize it when you hear it on the phone or, you know, if you're in a group of people and you hear him talking, you know instantly that he's the one talking. Well, when you get to know God that way, you recognize his voice as well. And when things are difficult in life and you've built that relationship with God and God's been there for you over a period of time and you've been able to see that in different ways in your life, well, now you know you can trust in God. You can rely on him because God has shown up over and over and over proving himself to be trustworthy. So how do we actually develop that deeper relationship with God? Well, how do you develop a deep relationship with anybody? It takes time, doesn't it? And it takes communication. It's been said that the most important link between us and God is prayer. Prayer is us talking to God. And God talking to us through his word, his Bible, is us listening to God. So every time you open the Bible and you read what God's written, you're listening to him. And the more consistently you do that, you know, if you set aside time to do that on a regular basis, a daily basis, you're going to build a relationship with him. And no, it's not going to feel like going to church, okay? I mean, if church brings an emotional high for you or a spiritual high and you come away from church feeling uplifted and excited and spiritually rejuvenated and you're expecting your prayer time or your time spent in listening to God through his word to always feel that way, you may, you may be disappointed at times because just like sometimes hanging out with your Your loved ones doesn't always feel that way either, right? Well, it's the same with God. When you talk to your friends, sometimes you feel, you come away feeling a little frustrated. Conversation didn't always go the way you wanted. You might come away sometimes feeling like you weren't always heard. But it's the relationship that develops over a long period of time that matters. Not those isolated isolated moments where we either feel good or we don't. We string all those moments together and that is what builds the relationship. And it's the same thing with God. Every time we set aside time to pray, to read God's word, to have quiet time, to just think about things God's done in our lives and and the gratitude that we feel for the life that we have, even though our life is imperfect, or the things that we want to talk to God about. And we're just reflecting on promises that God has fulfilled, or we're thinking about people in our lives that God's working with, that we can see he's working with and he's blessed them. There are a lot of different ways that we can spend that quiet time to reflect on or to meditate on the goodness of God and what he's doing in our lives and other people's lives. The other thing about developing a relationship with God or with anybody for that matter is that it shouldn't be this canned kind of thing like, you know, I'm going to set aside 20 minutes every day to talk to God in the morning. Okay, I've done that. Check. That's a that's a sort of forced type of relationship, right? And you know, God doesn't want that any more than anybody else in your life does. 
I'm pretty sure you don't do that with anybody else. I'm sure you don't call up your best friend every Tuesday morning at 8.15 a.m. and say, okay, here's your 20 minutes. No, you reach out to your best friend whenever you need to at different times and different seasons in your life. When you just need to talk or when you're going through difficult or challenging things or when you have something exciting that you want to share and vice versa. Your best friend reaches out to you in those same ways. Well, when you incorporate God into your daily life, that means you can talk to God whenever and wherever. And you know, there's a scripture in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 that says, pray constantly. Well, that's not physically possible, right? You can't just pray all day long. But what that really means is that you can talk to God throughout your day that God can be on your mind and in your heart all day long. And that when he is in your mind and you're thinking about talking to God and asking for his help and thanking him for different things and showing appreciation to him and sharing great things that are happening in your life, you can do that at any time of the day. That's what God wants. He wants that same best friend kind of relationship that you have with other people. You know, another way to pursue a relationship with God is to actually hang out with other people who believe in God, other Christians. Because when you do that again, there's a, a scripture that God says in Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron. So when we hang out with people who believe as we do and value as we do, then, you know, other like-minded people it makes us think more about God. It actually draws us closer to him. And when we worship with other people or, you know, come together and study the Bible with other people, you know, we're thinking about God in those, in those moments. And when we hear their experiences, it can strengthen our faith. And when our faith strengthens, we draw closer to God. So connecting with other believers is a huge part of that. We can do that at church. We do that when we're doing service projects with fellow believers. We can do that in choir practice, etc. right? All of those are ways to strengthen our relationship with God. Another way is to really try to look for God's presence in your life. Sometimes when we pray to God, you know, and I hear this a lot from women, we pray to God about things like, for example, you know, our romantic relationship. And we might be frustrated with the lack of a relationship. We might say, why am I the only one in my life that I can see that doesn't have a man yet or isn't happy in my relationship? You know, it seems like everybody else around me has what they want. Why isn't God listening to me? I've prayed over and over and over and God's not answering my prayers. Well, a relationship is two ways, right? So yeah, you're asking God for what you want and what you think you need, but are you really listening to him back? And just because God isn't answering you in the way that you want, does it mean that he's not hearing you? Are you spending more time actually listening to friends, people on social media, people at work? <laughs> are people, you know, in the inter entertainment industry, talking to you and telling you what to think and feel and believe about your life, about relationships, about love? 
are you giving all of them more value than what God is actually saying? And sometimes when God doesn't respond to us right away, it doesn't mean he's not listening to us. Maybe he's saying, trust me, I know what's best for you. And what's best for you isn't necessarily what you think is best for you, Debbie. You might think this is what you really want right now, but it isn't. So trust me. We have to be willing to trust him with our lives, which means we have to believe he's trustworthy to be able to do this. And this is scary. Sometimes I liken this to a scene out of one of the Harrison Ford movies, you know, the Raiders of the Lost Ark series, where I think in one of the movies, he has to actually step off a cliff and there's no bridge. And so he has to really step out in faith. And the moment he steps into the abyss, the bridge suddenly appears. I think of faith in that way that, you know, if we know metaphorically that that bridge is there, it doesn't really take faith, does it? Sometimes we have to take that leap and step out not knowing that God's got us. We know it may be up in our heads, but in our heart, we're scared. And so our brain goes, "Mm, what if I take this leap of faith and I fail or I fall and nothing or no one catches me? So we hold back. Or what if I ask God for what I want and I tell him my deepest, darkest secrets, the struggles that nobody else knows about? I confide everything in, in him and it doesn't work out the way I want it to. Or, God forbid, I suffer, I get hurt. My worst case scenario comes true. Does that mean now that God's not trustworthy? That he doesn't care about me? That if he's allowed me to hurt and suffer, or I go through something difficult, that it's because he wasn't listening to me and that I don't matter to him? Or again, is it possible that sometimes what's most important to me is actually going to come through me going through that struggle. That what I'm going to learn about myself, about relationships, about love, about God, is on the other side of that struggle. And that the only way for me to learn is through the struggle. And that once I go through it, yeah, I can look back over my shoulder and go, okay, that's why I had to go through that. But I had to have the faith to trust that God was with me the whole time. He wasn't up there laughing at me and going, you're such an idiot, Debbie. Or Debbie, who's she? I have billions of people I'm paying attention to, so (laughs) Debbie's not that important to me. No, he was with me every single step of the way. You know, it's also important not to compare yourself with anybody else. This is something that can really rob us of the kind of relationship with God he wants us to have. And we look at, so we look at what everybody else has, you know, and what they seem to not be struggling with compared to us. And and we go to God and we're like, why, why can't I have that? And it can erode our trust. But God wants us to have our own individual relationship with him. 
that's not something to be compared with anybody else. Just because somebody has something that we think we want in our lives doesn't mean that God loves them more. God knows what we need best. And it may not be what that other person has that we think we want. So when we learn to rely on God, when we learn to trust in God, over a period of time, we see the way he's been responding to us and answering our prayers or not answering the prayers that shouldn't have been answered in the first place because that wasn't what was going to be best for us. And so the relationship develops. It strengthens. It improves. And we draw closer to God. And, you know, with regard to how to build a relationship with God, there's a lot of different ways or opportunities to talk with God throughout your day. I mean, you can certainly set aside a very specific amount of time. There's nothing actually wrong with doing that. But you can also talk to God while you're walking, you know, go for a walk. Maybe you're walking on your own. Maybe you're taking your dog for a walk. You can talk to God while you're exercising. I've done that before. While you're standing in line at the grocery store, while you're in the shower or stuck in traffic or laying in bed at night trying to get back to sleep. What a great time to just start reflecting and talking to God about your day and telling him how it went until you feel sleepy again. How about when you're commuting, if you don't drive to work, but you take the bus or the train or the subway, that's a perfect time to talk to God or listen to God by reading your Bible. There's also a lot of different ways that you can communicate with God. The most obvious way, of course, is to talk to him out loud or in your head, but you can also keep a prayer journal. I love to do that. You know, I like to write my thoughts out to God. And of course, you can read a literal Bible, or you can listen to an audio Bible app. I have different audio Bible apps. I have one on my tablet. I have one on my phone, and I like to do that a lot. You can sing songs of praise. You can keep a journal of things that you're grateful for that God's blessed you with. You can write out a scripture from the Bible that really speaks to your heart, and then write about the impact of that, that it's had on your life, or how you think it would have on your life if you applied that scripture. There are a lot of different ways for you to build that relationship through conversation, two-way conversation with God. And I think it's really important, yes, for us to start our day with God, but don't forget about the opportunities to end your day with him as well, to go over the day with him. What went well? What didn't go well? How did God direct you in ways that you weren't aware of in the moment? Maybe there are some things that happened that you didn't ask for God's help or direction with, and now you want to talk to him about it because, you know, there's always tomorrow. So bookending your day with God, starting with him, ending with him, is only going to build that relationship deeper and faster. Okay, ladies. Next time, we're going to take a deep dive at that next pillar of your life that defines you as a high-ticket woman. So I can't wait for you to join me. Until then, have a fantastic week. And by the way, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe so you're going to be updated on new episodes. And if you don't already have it, don't forget to go get my free guide, The 10-Step Relationship Rescue Roadmap. 
You can go to that by going to my website, debbiecoddle.com. That's Debbie, D-E-B-B-I-E, Coddle, C-A-U-D-L-E.com. I'll see you next week. For more episodes, just go to debbiecoddle.com. And while you're there, get your free copy of my guide, 10-Step Relationship Rescue Roadmap.